Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, I got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penman. Greg, what is good, man? Oh, what's going on? Yo, week nine is here. Uh, Thursday Night Football is here. Uh, we got a, you know, a goodie. Uh, sad that some of the, the superstars are out for the 49ers, but uh, you still get to see one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, we still get to see one of the greatest receivers and now, you know, Devontae Adams, so that should be dope. Yeah, man, um, it's definitely going to be a, a great a great one there, especially one of the, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, uh, two Two guys that used to work together. I think LaFour's brother is actually on the Sean Shanahan staff of the Niners. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, two guys that, you know, come from the same coaching tree, similar coaching tree, and uh, known for being offensive minds. But let's jump right into some of this news that we got today. Uh, the trade deadline was today. And, you know, we are recording this on Tuesday, so we can get this Thursday night preview in. Um, so Greg doesn't have to do, you know, the whole week alone. Um, but the uh, the trade deadline was today, and so we didn't have much. You know, there wasn't much. You know, much exciting news that came through. Nothing, nothing like what happened back in 2017. But uh, you know, one, you know, a couple of trades came came by involving the, the Miami Dolphins. First, they traded wide receiver Isaiah Ford to the Patriots for a conditional sixth in, in the 2022 draft. Um. You know, this is interesting because Isaiah Ford, obviously, we know, was was a slot receiver for the Dolphins. The Patriots mm-hmm. are missing Julian Edelman, who you know, recently went to IR. Uh, Jacoby Myers was taking over as a slot receiver, so this kind of bumps him down. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the distribution of snaps would be, but what is your take on this trade, Greg? Uh well yeah the Patriots definitely didn't want to spend too high I mean they they definitely needed a receiver um so they, they I guess they tried to address it as they afford you know uh you know conservative slot guy for the Miami hasn't really done too much but when given the opportunity uh, can be a talented player so um maybe maybe he could be a guy could be expected to add that you know they Patriots definitely need one so you know their their plan is to definitely use one they just want to give away draft picks for nothing. Yeah, I just wish that they would go out and get different types of receivers. Like all their receivers yeah, are redundant. Same guys, slot receivers. Yep, yep. <laughs> Your speedy or shorter, you know, slot receiver guys. Mohamed Sanu didn't work out last year. Uh, Julian Edmond. I mean, they've just been trying to yeah since, since forever now. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just hey, what, like why don't we try something different? Right? Like I don't know. But um, yeah, out wide guy. Yeah. Yeah, but the the next. Uh, the other trade that came up with, with the Dolphins, which was a little puzzling at the time, uh, the Dolphins traded a sixth-round pick in 2021 for uh, your boy, Greg, the, uh, running back DeAndre Washington, and a seventh-round pick in 2021. And when I saw that deal at the time, I was like, well, that's weird. You know, I know they, you know, they had had interest in Le'Veon Bell, but I guess they were really interested in, in shoring up some running back depth. But then uh, later after that, we got some news that it was, it was more than – uh, than just a depth move. It was a, a must need a depth move uh, because Miles Gaskin, uh, our, our guy, the gas man, suffered mm-hmm. an injury to his MCL, and so he will be out three weeks. 
uh, this makes Matt Breida, um, you know, this makes Matt Breida someone that you, you would need to target immediately on the waiver wire. Uh, it would jump to the top along with Michael Hasty as someone you should target. What do you, what do you think about that, Greg? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, when Matt Breida got first traded to the Dolphins, yeah, it was very intriguing. You thought that he would slide into, you know, take majority of all the pass catching work at the very least uh, until that gas man took all the rushing and the passing. So, um, you know, Matt Breida has been the second guy and getting, you know, minimal minimal touches, but something uh, other than gas man. So, uh, yeah, you, you got to put him in. I think he can definitely give you some immediate flex value. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's got a matchup this week against Arizona, which is not a bad matchup by any means. Uh, and then I think the schedule for Miami is actually kind of favorable over the next the next few weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me just double check that really quick. Yeah, they play Arizona, then the Chargers, then Denver. Um, you know, so those those next two matchups at least are, are really mm-hmm. good matchups uh, with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if Gasman misses, uh, you know, week, you know, an extra week, uh, he'll potentially be out against the New York Jets. So I don't, you know, how, how that could be for Matt Breida. So yeah, I would go add him. You know, immediately be you know one of my top priorities along with Michael Hasty. Uh, you know, especially if they're willing to give him all the work as you know they were willing to do with Miles Gaskin. Yeah, we'll see if Jordan Howard even becomes a thing, but I'm not going to bank on it. I mean, at the very least, Matt Breed is safe because he has that pass-catching value. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Jordan Howard. They should just release him or something. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I, I thought that maybe he would have been someone that was traded, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, Greg, it's Thursday night football, but it's also streams of the week, so let's just jump right into this right now. Uh, quarterback stream of the week, Greg. What do you got, man? Yeah, no. So you know, to to you know, combat those times where you're like, oh, I picked someone just the week before, uh, before their breakout week. You know, just do it again. You just pick him again. Derek Carr. I'm going back to the well versus the LA Chargers. Uh, he's 41% rostered. First of all, I took out the weather element because this game is in the dome, so there's no weather element factors here that could happen. Um, Derek Carr is also in a good matchup as well. Chargers are bottom 10 against you know the QBs in fantasy, giving up a lot of points to the quarterback position lately. Uh, and yeah, I'm just weak behind on the call. Derek Carr should do well. Uh, I think this is a, a potential shootout coming on, going on here. Yeah, man, I like this one. Uh, and I like your strategy, man, going back to the well after you thought that you were going to get it, kind of like what happened with mm-hmm. Williams last week. <laughs> uh, it's almost like the story of my life. But this is the one where I'm going to go with the, oh, I don't want to pick him because it's Kirk Cousins, <laughs> but I'm going to pick him because this is a matchup where it's really good, and so I'm just going to close my eyes and go with it. But Kirk Cousins, yes, sir. there's no middle ground with him. He's either a top 12 quarterback or barely a QB2. So uh, be mindful of the range of outcomes here. But the matchup against Detroit is perfect. The game has a high total, and so this should make for a good fantasy day here for Kirk Cousins. Um, and, you know, even if even if he makes a few mistakes, throws a pick six or here or there, uh, he's got he's to gotta come back from that, you know. So you get a little bit of garbage time in there, mixed in there too, possibly. Yeah, a little outlaw James Wilson from last year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Greg, your tight end start, uh, stream of the week, man, what do you got? 
oh man, I you know I, this probably the top guy uh, on the the waiver, but he was in the bye week, cause, you know, so you could have maybe snuck him in before. But Logan Thomas coming into this week, yeah, he's twenty three percent rostered. Uh, the Giants, you know, one weak spot in this defense is pretty good defense is the middle of the field pass catchers and the tight end position. The late, you know, they're giving up a touchdown to the tight ends in two straight weeks. One of them being Logan Thomas in week six. Uh, he finished with three off four targets, uh, forty two yards and a touchdown. I think he should get targeted more outside the bye week, and uh, he should, you know. Be play well against the Giants again uh, coming up this week. Yeah, man, I like that one. Um, <clears throat> my tight end stream of the week, and it's just sorry, it's crazy how we go full circle. We come full circle with with Logan Thomas. First he was a thing, I know, and it wasn't a thing, I know, and then now he's a thing again. <laughs> so it's just funny, and it's only week nine, yeah, it is. Uh, so it's crazy. But uh, Eric Ebron, he's my stream of the week. Forty six percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Gets to go up against Dallas. He's got a 17% target share over the last three weeks. He's actually seen at least four targets in every game since week two. Had not known that. And, by the way, they're playing Dallas. So, uh, oh, yeah. Eric Ebron, he's my stream of the week this week. Uh, Greg, your uh, defensive stream of the week this week. What do you got? Um, yeah, so you, you brought up uh, some rumors of that, you know, that Washington Giants game. Or Honestly, you can take either defense and you'll be fine. So, uh, I mean, I started with taking the Washington defense, uh, or you know, I had the Giants defense as vice versa. Uh, also, Miami season long, though, I got to mention that. They're only 16% rostered in Yahoo. Uh, they're a top 10 defense in fantasy right now. So, if you want to get a season long defense to ride with, Miami's been doing pretty well this year. Yeah, man. Uh, I like that. I like that sneak right there. Miami has actually been uh, doing really well. Uh, and like I said, the schedule, uh, they, get, they get the Jets. Week, or not next week, in a few weeks. So uh, that's mm-hmm. good as well. Uh, you know, you did mention that that Giants Washington game. I'm assuming you took the Giants. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, yeah. Washington. <laughs> uh, you know, of teams playing this week, they're sixth in, ha- in what I call havoc rate, or the percentage of their opponents' plays that end up in either a sack, interception, pass deflection, tackle for a loss, or a quarterback hit. AKA they were able to cause havoc and uh, Daniel Jones, he's always prone to the stack strip and potentially the fumble recovery mm-hmm. for the defense, which is always nice. And uh, to piggyback onto that stat, uh, the Miami Dolphins, they're actually fifth uh, of teams playing this week, uh, sixth overall in the league in that havoc rate stat. So Miami Dolphins, oh, nice. they are definitely legit. Um, so now let's get to this Thursday night football breakdown, man. Uh, the, we've got the five and two Green Bay Packers traveling to San Francisco to take on the uh, four and four San Francisco 49ers. This is a 49 and a half point total. The Green Bay Packers are five and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of uh, the injuries for this game, uh, obviously we talked about it on the, the we talked about it yesterday in the recap. Running back A.J. Dillon, he tested positive for COVID-19, has been placed on the COVID reserve list. Uh, linebacker Kamal Martin, as well as running back Jamal Williams, uh, they were both uh, designated as close contacts to A.J. Dillon. Uh, so their status for this game was in question. They have since, uh, at least Jamal Williams has been uh, designated as a high-risk close contact uh, to A.J. Dillon. So, therefore, he will be out in this game on Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, uh, 
Aaron Jones, the star running back for the Packers, has already missed the last two games dealing with a calf injury. Uh, so he's going to be a game-time decision for Thursday Night Football. Matt LaFleur said they're going to try to give him as much time as they can. I'll take it up to game time with Aaron Jones and that calf. So the only thing is, is at least this game is on Thursday night. We can get this, uh, we can get a resolution of this early in terms of what we can do from a fantasy perspective. Um, Tyler Irvin, he's expected to be the backup. Uh, or Tyler Irvin is the only other running back currently on the active roster, but he's more like a wide receiver. Uh, you know, they use him as a gadget player. Uh, Dexter Williams is the guy that would probably be more inclined to get that, that two down work. He's currently on the practice squad. Um, but then for the 49ers, they're dealing with their own, uh, um, you know, set of injuries. George Kittle, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously we talked about them in a recap. Uh, they were dealing with some injuries. Uh, George Kittle, a broken bone in his foot. Jimmy Garoppolo, a high ankle sprain that's going to require surgery. Um, and so they've both been placed on IR officially. And so uh, George Kittle, I think you can drop him. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you can drop him. Um you know, I, I, I mean, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo could. I think I'm just thinking out loud from a super flex, super flex perspective because I have both of these players. Uh, and Jimmy uh, George Kittle did say he's going to try to come back in two weeks, and that, you know, that thought has been in my mind. Like, what if George Kittle does actually try to come back uh, sooner? Uh, so, if he's somebody that, if you have an IR spot, I think he's worth stashing just because we know uh, he has come back from injury sooner. Uh, than he was supposed to in the past. Uh, but Jimmy G in a super flex league, uh, four to six weeks, uh, that's not a you know an impossible timeline for a quarterback uh, as we sit here in week nine. Uh, but Tevin, you know, in terms of this game, uh, you know, who's, who, uh, Tevin Coleman, he will be out of this game. Uh, Debo Samuel, he will be out. Uh, Tevin Coleman with the knee, Debo Samuel with the hamstring. So, Greg, in terms of this matchup, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Packers to cover. I'm going to take the Packers to win. And I'm going to take the uh, I'm gonna take the over in this game. Um, on the Packers side, you know, expecting a good day from Aaron Rodgers uh, as a QB1. You're expecting a great day from Devontae Adams as a wide receiver one. It seems like, you know, anytime that Aaron Rodgers is throwing it in the red zone now, it's to Devontae Adams. It's lovely. It's back to where, you know, <clears throat> we expected that red zone production to be. So that's been awesome. Uh, you know, the running backs really is the main question here uh, for this game. Tyler Irving and uh, Dexter Williams seem to be the next guys in line. Uh, I think if you are the managers of Aaron Jones or you know one of or one of those guys Jamal Williams and you you needed a spot start, uh, I think you probably have to go get one of these guys and add them. Uh, but I'm not really expecting much from any of them. Um, I'm, you're hoping one of them could get like a red zone touchdown. I think the Packers will definitely have opportunities in the red zone uh, so that one of them can maybe get a goal line touchdown uh, if it's not thrown to Devontae Adams or maybe get some production uh, throughout the day. But uh, I don't expect, uh, you know, any of them to really, you know, kind of clip that borderline RB2 level, uh, which is, what you know, what you expect from Jamal Williams when he comes in and starts. Uh, other than that, my intrigue is very heavy into Alan Lazard. I think if he plays, uh, you definitely cast some intrigue here. Uh, you know, when he was in, uh, just as far as being a sleeper receiver that we saw him come into the season, he had two of, two of the three games. He had at least five targets. 
a touchdown or, or a 60-yard receiving. So he was definitely a legit threat for Aaron Rodgers. Had the 149 before he got hurt in week three. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, – I think if Alan Lazard comes back, he's definitely got some intrigue. I'll, I'll uh, you know, definitely start him. Uh, on the 49ers side, uh, Jermichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon, I think both of these guys do have RB2 upside. But, you know, the higher upside definitely – for Hasty, you know, the Green Bay Packers have given up 200-yard receivers, 100-yard rush games to their opponents uh, in the last three games. They haven't been very good at all uh, for on, on the run, the running side. So definitely, Hasty getting that first and second down work uh, should have favorable uh, matchups. And McKinnon should, you know, get you some PPR value uh, and also be using the red zone, like you mentioned earlier in the week, so he could get a touchdown as well. Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a low ceiling or a wide receiver too. He might see a lot of Jai Alexander, and we know how hot he is right now. So that that cap um, might be a little. Uh, his upside might be a little bit down this week, um, but he should be heavily targeted. He should be still used. Kyle Shanahan loves to use him in all tight and all lights. So I would still, you know, think you can start him, but temper little expectations. And it's Kendrick Bourne. I think he's also a serviceable flex. Uh, knowing that George Kittle's out, you know, these two pass catchers have to be there for them uh, in, in this game. Um, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much what I got. Yeah, man, I'm going to take – this is going to sound crazy, but I'm, I'm not crazy, actually, because I, I went back on it. I, I wanted to pick San Fran to win. I don't know, somehow, some, some mm-hmm. crazy. But uh, I'm actually going to take the over. I'm going to take San Fran to cover. I'm going to take Green Bay to win. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, man, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I feel sorry for whoever has to go against Devontae Adams. I know, man. Uh, God, Godspeed, man. It's true. The, the, the number one receivers have been destroying the 49ers lately. Yeah, they've been destroying the 49ers, and um, there's no, there could potentially be no running backs in this game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I love your take on Al Lazard. Look out for Al Lazard, Adam, you know, if you can, if you, if you need help, he's a guy he might be able to, to play. Uh, or you, you know, you're, you, I'm with you, man. You should be able to play him in this matchup uh, against yeah. against San Fran, especially with this running back situation they have going on. Uh, Robert Tunyon, he's he's back. That ankle injury uh, is is no longer limiting him as he showed us last week. So I think he's a guy. You start him up. It's so man, we can't see Kittle and Baby Kittle in the same game. Oh, <laughs> that would have been dope. That, that would have been, been awesome dope, especially because they're like their <laughs> boys and whatnot. Oh man. Um. All right. Uh. I would, if I had to play one of these Green Bay running backs, I I would play Irvin. Um. Okay. But he's more of a wide receiver than a running back, uh, and that's only because you know uh, receptions are more valuable than. Than, than, than carries. Uh, Dexter Williams probably is the most likely to get you the rushing touchdown, though. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if every time they got down there, Aaron Rodgers just threw it. So. Yeah, they just threw it into Devontae Adams. <laughs> you know, the plays that they're doing for him is beautiful. Like, setting up, putting him in motion. Like, he's a pseudo running, but it's, it's nice. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. No, they, this is what they, I wanted. They, they do that little jet sweep touch pass. Or yep. they, they yep. put him in motion and throw the little bubble screen. Yep, it's perfect. and it's uncoverable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, by the way, he can still run the fade route or the slant or the out or anything else that you want to run. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the uh, Dexter Williams, he would be the two down, the two down guy. 
but I think you yeah you're gonna have to be desperate if you're going there. But again, it's it's desperate out there. Um, San Francisco, Jermichael Hasty, he's an RB two in my opinion, uh, and then Jarek McKinnon, RB three with you know RB three slash flex, uh, and then Brandon Ayuk. That's a good point with uh, Jair Alexander. Uh, but you know Kyle Shanahan, like you were saying, he's creative. Probably gonna find ways to get uh, Ayuk the ball regardless of, 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 you know, whether Jair, Jair Alexander is is covering him. Uh, and then, you know, if Jordan Reed is active, uh, I think you can play him. True. Uh, yeah, know, I agree. If you need help at tight end, I think you could go, totally play Jordan Reed. Um, and then this is a little crazy, but I think you could play Nick Mullins uh, if you really need to, especially in super flex leagues. Um, and so I'm just going to roll right into my bold prediction. Uh, Nick Mullins throws two touchdown passes. Ooh, I like that. Uh, my bold prediction, you know, I, you know, a guy that's very appreciated by his peers in this league, but not by you know the people out there. Yo, my man Kyle Uzchek scores a touchdown. Let's go! Oh man, okay. Oh, you yeah. know what? The Nick Mullins to Kyle Uzchek <laughs> touchdown. I could. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. You see that? Uh, Kyle Uzchek yep. apparently does not being does not like being called a fullback. Learned that the other. Oh yeah, I I believe. It. I mean, he he play, he doesn't play like it. he plays. He's an all around guy, man. He's one of the best players in football. No, man. absolutely. Uh, he he actually uh, George Kittle apparently uh, called him an honorary tight end on National Tight End Day last week. So and he called it. He okay. Caught a touchdown. He scored a touchdown. He caught a touchdown pass. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's how deep we did, guys. I was I was watching a Kyle Uzcheck interview. <laughs> to, to get the dirt, the down, the down and dirty on on Jermichael Hasty, and, and he brought he brought Jermichael Hasty up on just completely unprompted. Said Jermichael Hasty has the best the best feed of all the running back, uh, and then Jermichael Hasty, uh, you know, is now starting against the Green Bay Packers, uh, who have the literally the worst the worst run defense in the league. Oh man, yeah, man. I, yeah, Hasty should do well. Uh, Dalvin Cook literally obliterated them last week, so. I'm expecting some some good things from Hasty. Yeah, I'm I'm let's put it this way. I would play Hasty over Jonathan Taylor. I would play Hasty over Ezekiel Elliott this week. Uh, I would play Hasty. And I'm I'm not saying this in you know being facetious or hyperbolic. I'm telling you guys. No, I'm I'm, I'm literally doing this in a league. I'm playing <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing to Michael Hasty over both of these players this week. So, I would put Jermichael Hasty like all right, you know what? Uh, I already told Greg I'm going to have a start of the week. Uh, so I'm, I'm my start of the week was going to be James Conner. Let's just throw it out there. Uh, Jamichael Hasty, start of the week. Uh, I'll, leave you, I'll leave you all with that. He is my running back start of the week. Uh, oh, our man. Our first Thursday night I like football that. start of the week that we have all year. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Jamichael Hasty, uh, you got a lot of dynasty shares of him too. So, yeah, he should you should play well. Yeah, man, I've been on I've been on your boy Jermichael Hasty for a minute. Um, if you if any of you are listening or in a dynasty league with me, you do not have Jermichael Hasty because I do. So facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Anything else on this game? Oh uh, no, I mean it should be it should be a good one. I, again, sad that we don't have. George Kittle, one of the best players in football. Uh, but you know we should run roll through. Uh, in this in this good week. Yeah, man, it's gonna be. Look, I'm just. I'm, I know I'm not. I'm not gonna be here this week, but I'm just gonna say it right now. There's gonna be a lot of high scores this week. So, so especially oh, especially at the quarterback position. 
So be on the lookout for that. Uh, be, uh, you know, be mindful of your of your teams and your matchups and who you're going up against. And try to maybe swing for the fences this week. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. All right. Um, anything else, Greg? Do you want to throw a trust it or trash it in there? Uh, anything? Um. I don't know much this week. I mean, will will Cam Akers get a carry? <laughs> well, that's always one. Cam, Cam Akers will not get a carry this week. I can guarantee you that because they're on by. <laughs> oh, the Rams on by this week. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, how about trust or trash that Lamar Jackson finishes in the top twelve? Quarter? Oh the did we do that one last week or did we, we do just that? have for that the uh I feel like you know his floor is still is still pretty much there um and Baltimore who do they have this week oh we talked about their schedule too actually because it was a little tough he does have some tough yeah he's got Pittsburgh too. twice um, oh he has Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh again. again yeah but he got you know the key we got the floor on that one at least um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it was it's gonna be uh, a high end more QB two number. Right, like, rest of the season. He finishes right outside of it. Yeah, yeah like thirteen, fourteen. <clears throat> I mean the the stretch down the run. I mean he's got the Giants at one point. He's got, he, he's got the Giants. He's got the Dolphins. Is that right? No, he doesn't have the Dolphins. I'm just going to pull it up. Yeah, he's got Jacksonville, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Okay, Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Okay, maybe, maybe. I mean, could Dallas, he could explode. Giants, he still could even explode. Um, Jacksonville. Uh, and maybe they're <laughs> Jacksonville as well. I feel like they need to ask him to. To throw more too, which could lead to more uh, also yards, passing yards too. Yeah, I mean passing yards would be nice because he's not getting many of those. Uh, no, no, I mean obviously right now. Yeah. Um, I mean he's got Indianapolis next week, then he's got New England, then Tennessee, and then Pittsburgh. So these next four weeks are rough. They are. They are. Uh. Especially if he's not, if they're gonna run the ball a lot against Indy, I think they should try to test them in the secondary because they still have yet to be really tested in the secondary. I think. And he's also taking a lot of hits right now too. Yeah, he got yeah, he smacked is. around in that Pittsburgh game. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe you have to hold him through these next four weeks because. Once you get to that, because you know, with a player like him, I mean, he had a he had a, a twenty something yard touchdown run called back on a hold, uh, and if he has that, if he, you know, that's eight points that he didn't have you know, that got taken mm-hmm. away from him, and so he he can do that on any on any given day, right? He, yeah, he, nah, his his, his uh, cap is un, it's, it's unlimited. Like he, you know, he's so explosive as a player that he can save you. Yeah, I mean his his range right now fourteen to twenty seven and a half, so or twenty eight point two rather. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think as long as you can get to week 13 against Dallas, as long as you can. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> as long as. To bring you into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, I mean, again, week 14, you get Cleveland and 15, Jacksonville, 16. Yep, good matchup. 16, good matchup. the Giants. I mean, he. Yeah, now it's a great closing schedule. It's, it's a great schedule to close it out. Uh, I think that schedule right there, you know, those last four games could be the games. Because even Tennessee, they're not great. I mean, so that's, that's a that's another good no that's another nope. good game right there. So you've got essentially five games where he can pad his his finish here, uh, get some QB one finishes, and sneak into the top twelve. Maybe. Is uh is Will Fuller still a Houston Texan right now? Yes, Will <laughs> Fuller is still a Houston Texan. Uh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> did not get traded. Uh, so that. I was I was actually really not I would have not been happy had Will Fuller have been traded. I mean I probably would have been happy for. No, I would not have been happy at all. No, nah, I don't I don't know. Aaron yeah, Rogers, that's probably the only person I think I would have been happy for. Yeah, the, there were rumors about that. And the Packers didn't want to go too spend too much. Probably Houston was asking for a second or a third, definitely for for Will Fuller. But it would have been maybe a rental player because he is a free agent after this year. So. Uh, yeah, I'm happy that he still stays with Deshaun because it helps Deshaun's impact as well. That's still. my biggest thing is, I mean, you know, Greg, I have someone who's heavily invested in Deshaun just in terms of a dynasty perspective. And this would have tanked, yeah. tanked him for the rest of the year. I mean, Yeah, he wouldn't have a, a deep ball presence besides Brandon Cooks. And, yeah, that would have been pretty tough. Yeah, so, um, all right, man, let's wrap this thing up, man. It's, it was, uh, you know, short and sweet to the point this week. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, y'all, you you uh, you either have Devonte Adams or you don't have to go against him. Um, but if, <laughs> really, that's what it is every week for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but everybody, have a good one. Uh, please enjoy Thursday night football. Please uh, stay safe with everything going on. Um, you know, post election and whatnot. Uh, also, just you know, if you can rate review the podcast, that that'd be fantastic. Uh, helps helps us out a lot. Uh, if you could write a review, that also helps a ton. Uh, and then if you could also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics, uh, you can follow Greg on uh, Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JRFootballNet. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out. We are.